Blue light is one of the least talked about toxins in today's world. It can single-handedly throw off our hormonal balance and our circadian rhythm, which basically governs our biological clock. So that clock that knew when to wake you up, when to get you to start feeling tired, and when to kick up your adrenaline, it no longer works properly. This is why I use Iris Tech. It stays on my computer 24-7 so that I can do work no matter what time of the day it is. It turns the computer's harsh blue light settings into something a little bit warmer that your eyes are way more welcoming of. It even has different settings such as health, sleep, reading, manual, and the like for you to choose what it is that you want your eyes to be looking at at any given time of day. You can even set iris to mimic the sun so that as the sun goes down, your eyes are exposed to less and less blue light, which is exactly how it should be. To get a special discount today, you can go to iristech.co slash macguerrero. That's iris, I-R-I-S, tech, T-E-C-H, dot, co, C-O, slash, Mac Guerrero, M-A-C-G-U-E-R-R-E-I-R-O, and save 10% on this already incredibly affordable product that protects your eyes and your overall health from the harmful rays of blue light. Welcome to my human design experiment. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mystical Mac. Welcome to the second episode of Mystical Mac. Uh, It is currently 2.50 a.m., and I am just now recording this. I am committed, though. I am committed to this. I'm committed to you, uh, and, I mean, really, I'm committed to myself. Just, I hope you don't take this offensively. If you weren't there listening or watching, uh, in case you're on YouTube, uh, I would still be doing this because I need to commit to myself. I need to commit to something. So I was always that kid who did my homework, uh, like when I had a paper due or when I had like a project due or some shit like that. I would always procrastinate until the very last minute, but then I would do it and I would stay up till all hours of the night doing it, but it would turn out fucking beautiful. Um, I remember, uh, there was this thing that I did my sophomore year, uh, I was taking honors English and we read a tale of two cities and, you know, um, the, I forget her name now, but the lady is like sewing up a hit list. And so I, uh, basically knitted or knit, uh, like a puny little bit of a scarf it was really actually kind of a sad little scarf. It was it was like not even a scarf, but you know, it was like the butt of a scarf. And I um, created a timeline and I used the butt of the scarf with some of the yarn. And then at all the pivotal points in time, I did like red marker for blood, you know, because she was knitting up a hit list. Um, how did we even get? on on this topic (laughs) I don't even know um but welcome welcome to the second episode of mystical mac uh 
oh yeah, we were talking about self-commitment and how I would procrastinate. Oh yeah, okay, that project got a really, really high grade and I was proud of it because I literally did it in hours in the wee hours of the night the day before it was due. So, uh, yes, my computer is on loud. Sorry about that. Basically... I will create this podcast and I will do it even if I have to record at 2.50 in the morning and edit at 3.30 and yeah, so thanks for being here. I really, really appreciate it. I seriously, seriously really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. This episode is titled Mommy Issues and a Fear of Taking Up Space. Um, oh, before I go on, I feel like I should address the glasses that I'm wearing. Uh, I, you know, as you guys know, this is on YouTube as a video. And uh, because it's 2.50 in the morning, I don't really want to expose my eyes to a whole lot of blue light or any, if I can help it. Uh, and I have to have a light on in front of my face in here. And of course, my computer puts that light, though I have iris. This really rad uh, software, uh, go back to the beginning of the episode if you want to know more about it, um, which helps with the blue light, but, so I'm wearing these to shield my eyes, uh, in case you guys were wondering, uh, oh yeah, by the way, they're not really blue blockers officially, they are literally just rainbow optics, orange color therapy glasses, and they work really well, uh, I try to avoid wearing these during the day because I don't want to block the blue light during the day, because blue light is supposed to be entering our eyes during the day. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, this episode is called Mommy Issues and a Fear of Taking Up Space. Let's take that in just a little bit. What could I possibly mean by that? Um, serious question, and I'll tell you. Now, before I do, I want to preface this with the um, acknowledgement to the fact that talking about these issues is actually a lot harder for me than talking about my daddy issues and, you know, my fucked up relationships, you know, with, with guys or with being attached in this anxious way, whatever. This stuff that I'm about to talk about it's harder for me to talk about in a way because my mom really is awesome like she's awesome she she's one of the coolest people I've ever met you know and she's one of the kindest people I've ever met and she's taught me so much she's taught me so much to the point where I can't really even pinpoint certain things that she's taught me because it's just been so much and the way that she's done it is has been by leading by example in so many ways and you know so it, it's in order for me to admit that these issues were a thing that I had to look at I really had to let go of this idea of my mom has always been perfect which is hard um because you know, I'd like to think that at least one of my parents, like, really held it down. And she did. You know, but no one's perfect. And as she said, she didn't be, really become aware until probably a decade ago. So, 
you know, um, what do I even mean by a fear of taking up space? I feel like I should address that. A fear of taking up space. You see, I've always been a lot. <laughs> I'm dramatic. Um, not in the way uh, that, you know, I'm going to start shit with people. But rather in the way that I express myself. Uh, I'm dramatic. I love to create art and poetry and I like to write and I like to dive deep. I don't like to swim in the shallow waters when it comes to conversations, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to, I mean, anything in this life. I feel that I either dive in or I just don't fuck with it. Um, and that's that brings about a really kind of extreme way to live. Um, maybe not extreme, you know, in the sense of like, I'm not a stump person or anything like that, but extreme in the moods, extreme in the feelings, extreme in the way that I process emotions and information. And throughout my life, I just... I remember knowing that that was bothersome. Not entirely welcome. Excuse me. And later on when I, when I was a teenager, I would... I remember when my mom, you know, I would go through a terrible breakup or something like that and my mom would tell me how um you know we can't live life in the extremes we can't just you know rely on the super happy happy to have us there and then when we fall we fall so hard and I remember her you know telling me how we can't do that to ourselves because because that's that doesn't serve us. And I get the logic. And, and I got the logic then too. Which is why I try to go along with it. But living in the plateau in the middle. Is just not something. That I can do. <laughs> it's not how. My body is meant to function. And so. Being told that was really hard because it was like I was being, I was having to choose between being myself and, and ultimately being smart and doing something that actually served me. Um, so, you know, it was, it was kind of a catch-22. Um, and then, you know, I remember at one point, I mean, I've always loved singing, I really have. I've always, always, always loved it so much. But it wasn't until I took vocal lessons that I really learned how to sing. Um, and I really learned, you know, how to hear pitch and and all that when I was doing musicals in college. And I mean, like, I did musicals in high school. And I got a little bit of an idea of a, of a musical ear then and a little bit of a, a little bit 
of control over my vocal cords, but um, or rather the anatomy around them. Uh, but it wasn't until college that I really dove into like being a good singer and, and learning how to be a good singer. And now I would say I'm a pretty good singer. Um, you know, but I've always loved to sing. And uh, when I was learning, you know, um, I I would want to practice in the house, um, in the townhouse that we live, lived in. And I I was loud. I mean, part of it is like learning how to project and... Um, you know, it was loud. <laughs> it's a tiny townhouse, and it was a tiny but mighty voice, as my vocal teacher used to say. Um, and I just remember oftentimes when I would be practicing, uh, you know, or I would be practicing something on my uke or my guitar, and it was always too loud. Like, it was always, it was always too loud. It was always something that was more of a bother than um, than something to be proud of. And in turn, I never really was excited about practicing at home, which kind of sucked because I didn't really have anywhere else to practice other than when I was in rehearsals, you know, and, and the like. Um, and so all of this kind of culminated, you know, over the years, of course, and I haven't really, or I hadn't really figured out how it all came together until recently. And I believe that it was having breakthroughs in my daddy issues and having breakthroughs, um, with, with this fear of self-commitment and, you know, all of that, that really opened up the door for me to look into this. And being this loud person that I kind of have always been, you know, I'm even in how I speak and how my energy is, I just, I have a big presence. I'm a tiny person. <laughs> that has a big presence and you know my laugh is loud I am often loud when I talk to people like not yelling in their face obviously but I'm I'm loud I'm excited I'm easily amused um I I just I like to do things full-on or I don't do them at all you know and it's just part of who I am uh and that means that I take up a lot of space. <laughs> it's funny because when I think of that and I think of um, a good analogy for myself and what I mean about my energy is I'm that person that when in college would go to the library and I would have one textbook in front of me, like way in front of me, and I would have another textbook next to that and then I'd have my notebook under both of those and then I would have you know like a pencil bag and then um I don't know a couple of other things and at the end of the day I would end up taking up I don't know a whole desk I don't know like a whole desk that was kind of outrageous for one person to take up especially with one course's homework but I just liked having all of it laid out 
and in a way my energy is kind of you know large in a sense that it likes to have a presence it likes to have its own space um and for a long time I've been shrinking myself um and please forgive me if I yawn like seriously I'm just tired but I'm fully committed to recording this because I need to get these things off my chest and um this is gonna happen (laughs) uh and this is also part of me taking up space um you know realizing like okay yeah I'm yawning that's fine I'm not gonna edit these out it is gonna be what it is I'm gonna record this as authentically as I possibly can and um that means I'm gonna do it my way and that means I'm gonna take up a little bit more time (laughs) um these things that I have been kind of dealing with my whole life of you're too much, uh, be quiet or, uh, you know, be quieter, be more this, be less that, whatever. And of course everyone gets it, women especially. Um, but mine for me in the sense of you feel too much and you're too loud, it's equated into this thing where I shrink or I try used to anyway, as of literally a couple days ago and today and I'm sure I have moments where I slip back into it I I know I do um of shrinking in size or trying to shrink in size when I'm in public um trying to pull back the impact that my energy has on people and it's what I found a lot more effort to do that than to to actually just embrace the fullness of my energy which I find really interesting by the way um because (laughs) you know I've been doing it for so long so to think that I could release that that's exactly what it felt like a release of just like oh like whoa have I been expending that much energy that whole time you know and the answer obviously being yes I'm just kind of like whoa because it's a lot easier to sit in the discomfort of knowing that my presence makes people feel a certain way um you know sitting in the discomfort of uh, oh yeah, my laugh is kind of loud and obnoxious a lot of the time. Um, that's less effortful than attempting to shrink in size. For what? I honestly can't say. No idea. Um, but okay, this feels this feels a little bit complete um I guess one thing that I will say is that this is a new thing um yeah I'd like to end this episode on this this is a new thing this whole mommy issues and and fear of taking up space um and recently I actually expressed these things to my mother and I wish I had done it in a better way um and Hopefully soon I'll work up the nerve to apologize to her 
not for the things that I said, but the way that I said them. Um, because she wasn't aware of this. Of course, you can also, you know, have the best intentions and go out into the road and, and hit somebody and seriously injure them or kill them. And you never had the intention to do that, you know. So in the same way, my mom never had the intention to create this um, ultimate uh, fear of being my full self. Uh, but but that's what happened, you know. She she contributed to that. She did that. Um, with, a, I'm sure, a bunch of other circumstances and things. But, you know, and there was a better way to tell her. And I didn't do it the better way. But with that said, this is a new thing for me. Um, and I'm sure that I'll have situations and people and days that that triggered the the fear of being my full self, the fear of sitting in in my ultimate aura, in my ultimate power, just being and having the impact that I know I have without wanting to reel it back, without wanting to cut it in half or whatever. Um, you know, and I, I'll keep you guys posted. Um, but for now, I... I am committed to letting myself take up space. Thank you so much for listening. I am beyond excited for next week's episode. Uh, yeah, I'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Mystical Mac. For future episodes, click the subscribe button. And if you'd like to help me spread this podcast far and wide, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a review. You can also check me out at mysticalmac.com for some poetry and a little bit about my card readings. Thank you so much, and I'm so looking forward to next week.